Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. Good evening, everyone, and welcome to the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. I am your host, Kamari T. Richmond, and it's Monday, and I have another fabulous show for you this evening. We are talking to Salita Carr King, and Salita is, she's a Jill of all trades. So she's the CEO and founder of uh, Salita Carr King Consulting. She's also a financial educator, a health and veteran advocate, a virtual assistant, executive director, certified uh, travel agent, and hair distributor. So that's a mouthful, and we're going to try and get through as much of it as we can. So thanks, Alita, for being on the show. You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Oh, my pleasure. Uh, When I saw your bio, I was like, okay, where do we start? (laughs) 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 So... I kind of just want to get started, and because, like I said, you're, you're like a Jill of all trades. How did you, you know, where does it come from, and how did you decide to become an entrepreneur and then to become an expert in so many different areas? I have to take it back to my mother. Um, her background and her studies was business management and administration. Um, and I didn't find that out until a little bit earlier, kind of looking at, um, or or later, I should say, in life, looking at how my mom operated and how she took care of a lot of things. And um, as an entrepreneur, you know that you can have your own freedom. Um, You're able to do things on your own watch. Um, And so I became interested in that freedom. Um, So I began doing consulting, and it just led into other, other endeavors. And that's where it all starts, typically with mom. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. It typically starts there. Now, uh, how did you decide to be to um, become or come up with your Salita Car King Consulting? Well, back when I worked um, my nine to fives, those lovely nine to fives, um, a lot of my clients would inquire about things other than what my current role was. And I said to myself, I seem like a consultant in a lot of different areas. So why not be my own brand? So I came up with Salita Car King Consulting. Um, And as you can tell from my bio, uh, my background is in finance. So that's like the top number one um, in my consulting business is financial education. Um, And then from there, I have a nonprofit organization where I assist disabled and displaced veterans with housing. Um, and that's one of my biggest passions there. And then from there, um, I like to travel. So I became a certified travel agent. And um, my daughter uh, is a big hair guru. So I decided to become a hair distributor. And she communicates with a lot of her friends and people that she meets out when she's hanging out. Um, so that was another 
uh, business to start along with my daughter. Um, so all of what I do kind of plays a part in one another. I do wear a lot of hats, but it doesn't take me too far out of range, and mm-hmm. I just put it under one umbrella, Salida Car King Consulting. I want to ask you, Salida, because you are you have this uh, education and financial planning, or I should say um, financial education, where we are today, uh, as I'll just stick to as Americans, we have a lot of um, we have a lot of debt, and in this the client that we're in, how are you advising people? Because we know that there's something with housing or something with education or something with transportation. Um, and something with you know everyone getting the job or starting their own company. So, as a financial expert, how do we kind of navigate that? Well, in regards to today's debt, what I do with my clients, um, because everyone spends their dollar differently, so we have to really get down into the meat of what are you doing with your your funds, how are you allocating those funds. So I do a financial needs analysis centered around their cash flow, um, on how to earn additional income and manage expenses. Um, And that also plays a part into um, if you want to start a business or have a a side business to obtain residual income. And then I speak on debt management, how to consolidate your debt if you have debt or um, strive to eliminate debt. And then we discuss emergency funds. Um, Some people want to save within three months or six months. Um, some people have a longer goal, but those are some of the strategies that we go over in regards to an emergency fund and how to prepare for those unexpected expenses. You don't see those rainy days, and you don't see those emergencies where there may be a flat tire or you may need plumbing in your home. So we talk about those um, strategies on how to set monies aside in case of an emergency. And then we discuss proper protection. A lot of people don't have insurance or life insurance, and if they do, they don't have the proper type of protection. So we discuss uh, protection against loss of income and protection in reference to family assets. And then we discuss building wealth. We strive to outpace inflation and reduce taxes, and a lot of clients are not familiar with that aspect, so we dive a little deeper into that so they can have a better understanding on how to build their wealth. And last but not least, how to preserve wealth. We make money, and we have the money, but we don't know how to keep it. So we talk about reducing taxation and how to build a family legacy uh, when that time comes. So I do a financial needs analysis. I dig a little bit deeper and kind of give my clients a, a different outlook on how to survive, to say the least. And what would you say when your, when your uh, clients come to you, what is the number one thing that says, okay, Salida, I'm really having trouble? Typically for most folks, if there is, what is the, the underlying uh, problem or issue or challenge? I would definitely have to say managing debt. Okay. That, that is a, a definite. Um, you know, we have different classes of families, you know, some that make six figures, some that don't. Even those that make six-figure income don't know where their money is going. 
you know, when we sit down and do these financial needs analysis or even beforehand, and it's like, hey, I'm making all this money. I just don't know where it's going. And it is definitely an eye-opener when we sit down with clients and say, hey, this is where your money is going, which is not benefiting you. So I would definitely have to say debt management, absolutely. And give us what's, like, the one thing that we could all do today to help us get to that goal? Like some, something, is it, okay, is it for me, is it to stop going to Starbucks every day? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I have to say, uh, for example, um, I had a, a previous coworker or colleague of mine, and, and uh, he ate out every day. And it wasn't off the uh, dollar menu or, you know, five for five. He was really eating. And I said, hey, have you thought about bringing your lunch? And he said, I do need to do that. And I sat down with him one day and I said, calculate how much you spend daily and then multiply that monthly and then multiply that annually and look at how much money you're spending. If we focus on the small necessities that we feel are not so big, those those add up. And you realize you're spending 500 to $1,500 a month on eating out, um, you know, extracurricular activities, entertainment that you can do at home, um, other ways that you can save your money. So I would definitely say if you are a Starbucks drinker, <laughs> cut back on the Starbucks. If you shop a lot and you have similar outfits in your closet, you need to skim down on shopping. So definitely paying attention to your habits. And that's the, that's the one thing I would say is, it's, you know, we are into habits. You know, that's just where we are and what we Human nature. Human nature. Right, right, human nature. <laughs> so I'm going to keep that in mind for me and my Starbucks problem. <laughs> Look, don't feel bad because I had an issue. My my favorite um, clothing store went out of business, and they only do uh, online now. And my, my feelings was kind of hurt because I was like, wow, I don't have the convenience of going in and out of the store shopping when I want to. Right. But that did some good for me because it cut down on my quote-unquote habit, and I realized I've saved so much money because I'm not doing so much frivolous shopping. Right. And, and and those habits can really get us deep down in the hole, like, oh, my gosh, I didn't realize I was spending this much money. Even people that, that go on vacation, if it's really not within your budget and you're just, oh, I think I need a vacation, I'm just going to go on vacation, well, you could have allocated those funds elsewhere. Do you have an emergency fund? No. Are you preserving your wealth? No. Well, that trip could wait. So those definitely habits are something that, you know, everyone needs to pay attention to because they can sneak up on you. You may spend $5 at, you know, Starbucks, or you may go out to lunch for $10, but those little dollars to you, they add up. Right, absolutely, absolutely. And you mentioned something that was dear to your heart, so I wanted to touch on it, um, health and veteran advocate. So tell us about that. Yes. So me, myself, I um I have fibromyalgia, um, something that's not talked about that often. And um, I just, you know, want to spread the word in regards to what I go through in regards to uh, fibromyalgia. So I'm coming out with the clothing line. Um, it hasn't launched yet. So I'll give you a sneak peek later on another segment. Um, but yes, I'm coming out with the clothing line to help individuals that have fibromyalgia or lupus or anything that um, attacks your 
um, nervous system. Um, and in regards to veterans, I have a family full of veterans, and my heart goes out to every veteran, um, active or retired. Um, I'm originally from Birmingham, Alabama, and in our state is one of the top states for um, disabled and displaced veterans. And just to, to know that they've gone out on the front line and, and fought for our country, and then when they come back home, they have nothing um, that doesn't sit right with me. Absolutely. So I started a uh, nonprofit organization back home um, to build a housing development to assist those disabled and displaced veterans. Um, and, and I'm a strong believer. I'm an advocate. I, I speak to veterans. You know, I, I greet them everywhere I am. You know, sometimes people look at me like, wow, did she really do that? Absolutely. I, I don't care where I am. So that that's very dear and near to me. And, um, you know, ever since I was a young girl, it's something I wanted to do, and I made it happen. Kudos to you. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And um, and that brings me to another point. As I was um, listening to you talk about finance, you know, I, I give, you know, mad props to, to all of our veterans. And when they come home, they deserve the very best that life has to offer. And, Absolutely. And, and they're not getting it. So when it's – I'm thinking – that it's double hard for a veteran to come to come home, not have any support, and kind of deal with finance. You know, how do you start building wealth if you've been in the military uh, umpteen years or maybe now just a couple of months, and you come home and you may be disabled? How do you get that ball rolling? Well, because I don't have a direct um, background in the military, I do have partners that do have a military background um, that are in the finance industry. So that is um, such a great benefit to me because they have to transition from the military to civilian world. And I need someone that speaks their lingo but can also get them on track. And I've heard from uh, a lot of veterans, when they come out of the military, they don't have the resources that they need. They don't know how to invest their money, um, so they they do become homeless because they don't have that guidance. And luckily for me, I have individuals on my team um, that have been or still are in the military um, and that guide them financially, okay, you have these funds, you're out of the military, this is what we're going to do. And, and that helps out a whole lot. It, it builds their self-esteem. Uh, versus, oh, I'm out and I don't have anywhere to go, or I don't have any resources, or I don't know who to talk to. And that, thank you for that, because that makes a huge difference, because I see it, you know, coming out, and it's, the challenges must seem to be so great for someone, and you come in and you're you're not working, again, in the military. You're mm-hmm. just coming in and just trying to, kind of navigate yourself, um, that's a whole different, it's on a whole different level, right? It, it is. It really is. And, and ex- especially if, um, you know, in the military you have that brotherly and sisterly love and you have to come out into the civilian world, you need someone that you can trust. So, you know, that's very important as well. You know, I know that my heart goes out to the veterans and, you know, I, I want the best for them, but I don't speak their lingo. So they definitely have to have someone that can guide them as far as, again, finances or even career development. Um, some military veterans don't want to do the same thing they did in the military. They want something different. Um, so what better person or individual 
to assist them than someone that has experienced what they've experienced. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I wanted to transition on, um, as we were talking before we started, or maybe you were talking when, when we did start about your daughter into hair. And so you are a <laughs> senior hair distributor. So tell us about that. Yes. Yeah, so my, my daughter is a jack of all trades. I must say she can um, play four different instruments. Um, she wants to be a music producer. She's a very great dancer. She taught herself how to do gymnastics. Um, she was diagnosed with rickets at the age of two, um, so she couldn't walk. But when you look at her now, she's like a miracle child. And anything that she touches turns into gold. Uh, and I'm not just saying that because I'm her mother. She she receives a lot of compliments from anyone that she meets. But I noticed that she was into hair and makeup and you know, doing eyelashes and eyebrows and things of that nature. And I'm not that proficient. And I said, you know, what could I do to help her become a little bit more open? And so I told her, I think I'm going to become a hair distributor. And she said, well, that sounds like something I would be interested in. And I said, bingo. So, <laughs> so I started to become a hair distributor, um, partnering with my daughter, and um, whenever she does her hair, everyone's always asking her, who did your hair? She's like, I did, and I know exactly where you can get your extensions from. <laughs> it was a no-brainer for me. It was a no-brainer. She enjoys it. Oh, that is amazing. That's amazing. And because when you talked about um, music, you're also a CEO and music industry scout. So tell us about that. I, I tell you, you do so much. <laughs> I do. To hear from the other side, it's like, wow. Um, but I, I initially got into the industry because I have um, family members who are artists, and I have a, another family member who's a very well-known um, engineer. And I would go to showcases um, where they would say, you know, this record label is going to be here, or you may get a record deal, or, you know, this particular person is going to be here. And um, that wasn't the case. So you'd have all these independent artists, you know, putting on their best performance, and at the end they received nothing. You have people that were traveling from different states. Some people used their last. They carpooled. Some didn't have enough to even get a hotel because of the perception. And I said, you know, I want to do something different. So I started LA Exposed, which means Local Artists Exposed, to assist independent artists with genuine exposure. And I was able to partner with a company here in Atlanta, Georgia, that has um, close connection with record labels that I've actually met myself. And I can assist those independent artists with their music, with their sound, with their pitch, and refer them over to the consulting agency that I partner with and get them in front of those uh, record labels legitimately. Um, because it's hard for an independent artist to spend their money going back and forth to shows or if they, you know, work a part-time job or nine-to-five, they're using their income to support their their dream and nothing happens at the end. Um, so I wanted to make a change, and um, that's how I started my business. And that's a good way because you have that financial expertise. So if someone is, I mean, that's a really tough industry. Very. Definitely need someone to kind of kind of walk you through that. But before we end it, I wanted to go back to something that you said about fibromyalgia and how it's not talked about. And I have uh, sarcoidosis, 
and sarcoid is something that it can um, happen anywhere in the body. You know, it, it just attacks all of those those cells. But to do a clothing line for fibromyalgia, uh, I'm trying to think. Um, what is it? What's unique about the clothing that'll make it easier for someone to use? Well, just to give you a little snippet, um, the material will have bioceramic, um, and it will also have menthol. So I'm, I'm working on how to reduce the smell of menthol because it's so strong. But what my clothing line will um, be directed to is depending on where the aches and pains are, the clothing will get hot or warm in certain areas or cool in certain areas. Um, there won't be a smell. Um, there won't, if you sweat, it won't come through the fabric. And it's mainly for people that are working out because with my condition, it's very good to keep moving, try to stay active and exercise so you won't be in so much pain and kind of help you sleep better. So for people with my condition that are working out, you know, I wanted it to be centered toward, you know, those particular um, patients or, or even anybody that's, you know, lounging or going shopping, anyone could, could wear these. But at the same time, it's helping to alleviate the pain that, that you're experiencing at that time. Um, for me, I was, I was getting ready to go to physical therapy, and um, I was looking for something to wear. And I said, man, I wish I had something that could soothe me right now because I'm in so much pain. It was just so difficult to just get out get out of bed. And it dawned on me, I said, well, why don't I make something like that? And that's where it all began, in my bedroom. <laughs> Wanted something comfortable to wear. Uh, a Jill of all trades, let me tell you, let me tell you, how did you come up with the, the type of uh, fabric that you wanted to use? A lot of research. Um, I was also told some of the material that I'm looking at using um, was used in some material for the military in Desert Storm. Um, so I said, oh, okay, well, this is awesome. So there's some familiarity there. Um, if I do reach out to some of those um, military individuals that are experiencing what sort of what I'm experiencing, then they can give me their feedback when the prototype comes out. Um, so I did a lot of research. I had to first start with what could I use to alleviate pain, and then that led into another research and another research, and then I started looking at menthol, and then how can I incorporate that into the fabric. Um, so it, it took some time. It took some months for me to come up with how I was going to piece it all together. And then I wanted to make sure that I wasn't creating something that was already out there, and, and it's not. And I'm proud of that. <laughs> Too. That's that's great because for any of us that um, are dealing with lymph nodes or we're having this chronic pain uh, any place in the body, that's something that um, you know something that you need something like this to alleviate that pain and to kind of just keep you moving. Absolutely. Well, yeah. Absolutely. That definitely. And now you're also a volunteer, and I wanted you to talk uh, briefly about those um, those two endeavors that you have? Yes, yeah, so I do a lot of community outreach. And, again, it goes back to my background in finance. So I would visit um, homeless shelters, um, women's shelters, men's shelters, 
um, and just speak on the fundamentals of banking, um, you will be amazed at how many people don't know how to fill out a deposit slip or complete a check or know what a routing number is or, you know, best ways to budget and save. Um, so I try to reach those areas where people don't pay that much attention to and where the education is less. Um, so I do volunteer work. I've done volunteer work at the YMCA, um, in churches, wherever there's a need. And um, within my nonprofit organization, I'm also creating a volunteer program uh, where we provide fresh vegetables and fruits to the community. Because so there will be an open garden. People can come out and plant whatever they want to plant and pick what they want to pick all for free. That is amazing. That is amazing. You are you are one of those people that um, you learn and you you teach as you go. You're you're definitely that teach one teach one uh, help one kind of really get really get into your community um, to really uplift, but to also for young people. It's good because I know you do something with the young people. So it's good for them, especially now with all the chemicals and, you know, all of that that we're doing to the food and all that that we're doing to the planet to give them a fresh perspective on this is how you can grow your own food. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> my my um, father is... Um, a landscaper and gardener at heart. He loves it, and he is definitely um, one of the ones that's helping me with that program. And my husband um, is military. He did six tours. Um, so I have a lot of great, um, not only friends and partners, but family that's helping. My god sister, her background is in finance, so she helps me a lot with the financing and the budgeting and um, things with the nonprofit organization, so I am I'm very blessed. I am. Yeah, but you're also a blessing to others. Oh, thank you, thank you, <laughs> thank you. Because you are completely selfless, and and I was trying to get in my mind. Okay, it's each one teach one. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you can't do it by yourself. I have mentors. Um, you know, even though I've moved to Atlanta, but I have mentors back in Birmingham, and I'm just so thankful for them because when I really started my journey as an entrepreneur, I thought I had it all. I just, oh, I want to do this, and I want to do that. And, you know, my mentors allowed me to fail. And when I represented myself, it's like, hey, you told me this was a good idea, and I failed. It's like now you're understanding what entrepreneurship is. And I said, okay, I've got to twist my head around in another direction, get this thing right. And when I finally got it together, I got the applause. And I said, okay, I'm, I'm moving in the right direction. And I am happy with uh, with what's on my plate right now. And that, so what I have, I have to give it back. That, that is absolutely true. And that's the one thing about entrepreneurship is you think that you're going to hit it out of the park with, you know, when you're, with your first shot. And it takes several times to uh, get it. To where exactly you want to go, you're going to fail multiple times before you. Before Indeed, you, you are. Indeed, you are. And so it takes a lot to be an entrepreneur. And so your daughter, um, she has an, a great example 
on what it takes to be an entrepreneur. And before we end up, let everyone know how they can get in touch with you. You can reach me on LinkedIn. My name is Salita, C-I-E-L-I-T-A, Carr, hyphen King. You can also um, reach me on Instagram, um, the same name, CC, I'm the boss, I-M-T-H-E, boss. Um, you can also reach me via phone, 502-536-8222, or via email, on the spot management LLC at gmail.com, spelled all the way out. Great, great. Thank you so much. Now, You're welcome. We have uh, a guest that chimed in and said, great show. So thank you, uh, guest number four, for taking the time to, to, to listen in and uh, definitely connect with, uh, with Salida. And I had a show starting at 730, but it looks like we may have a few more minutes um, actually, I see my guest has logged into the chat room. So thank you, Salita, so much for um, for being on the call this evening. It's been a joy and a pleasure having you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. It's been a pleasure being on your show. And thank you, listeners, for chiming in. We appreciate it. Definitely. And if you like, you can hang on, and uh, or we'll start the next show. I have someone else that just logged in. Uh, guest number six, and I'm thinking it might be my next guest, but I don't have, uh, not logged in just yet. Okay, so Salita, any other things you'd like to, anything you need to get out that we didn't talk about before? Um, I will leave uh, with this. For anyone that's interested in starting a business, I would definitely encourage you to do so. Just understand that when you start a business, it's not all peaches and cream. It's not going to happen overnight. And when you have passion for something, the money will come. Understand that. When you have passion for something, the money will come. And treat your clients how you want to be treated. They are not a dollar sign. I think that is so important uh, to take note because when you do start your business, you really uh, do think about, okay, this is the money, you know, I'm worried about the money coming in, or you expect the money to come in right away, and and it does not. And so it's, it's great um, to be able to let people know that you have to be patient. And like you said, don't worry about the money because it's going, it's going to come. Absolutely, because you can't expect for um, someone to invest in you if you're not investing in yourself. And um, if if you come off a certain way to people when you're trying to gain their business or build rapport, um, that's what you're going to get back. So um, you have to keep that in mind as well. Right. Okay, and let's see. I have my next guest is having some trouble uh, logging in, but uh, thank you so much again. And as I try to get my next guest logged in here, uh, I'm going to I'm going to ask you to you know to talk about anything else you'd like to talk about until we can get him in. He is having having some trouble. Um, I will talk about um, being a travel agent because um, that's one thing that we did not touch on. I actually got into the travel business because of all the other things that I do, I need a vacation. But when I realized all of the perks 
that you receive as being a travel agent. Um, it was definitely something that I became attracted to and interested in, and that was also a no-brainer. So when my family and I go on vacation and we receive all these discounts or um, uh, offers to tour resorts, is 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 one of the greatest joys to be able to go to different places that you've not gone. Um, I think Fort Lauderdale is one of my favorite vacation spots. I've worn that place out. <laughs> I know it like the back of my hand, and I absolutely love it. But being a travel agent also mends well with what I do in all of my other businesses because if I have to do a speaking engagement or assist with a curriculum and it's in another state, guess what? I can book my own travel and I can make commission for it. That was, you know, I'm glad that you just uh, mentioned that before before we um, get to another call. What do we do to... I mean, you go on vacation and you know you're going to spend money or you know you want to go someplace like Africa or you want to go to Europe. How do you start saving that money now? What I tell my clients, because I, I have a, a particular client, she knows where she wants to go the year before. So, of course, um, you can't plan 12 months out. Some vendors don't allow you to do that. But you kind of get an idea of where you want to go ahead of time and have your travel agent or travel specialist look into that for you to kind of give you a ballpark of, okay, this trip at the highest will be or at the minimum will be this amount. And so your your uh, client will know how much to start saving. But then that goes back to my financial background. This is what you need to save. You need to have a separate account for this and don't touch it because this is your goal. You want to go to Greece next year. So this is the amount that you need to save each month. But let's look at your income to see if it's even feasible for you to save that much. And are you a single single parent or are you married? Um, are both of you all working or if it's just one of you all working? What other type of responsibilities do you have? You know, is it going to be feasible for you to take this particular trip? And I also tell people don't bank on your income tax because it's gone before you receive it. Right. <laughs> Let's look at reality realistically where you work, your income, if you, you know, if you're self-employed, you know, those are the funds that we want to look at in regards to trying to save and build for that, that dream trip. And if you're, you're wanting to go short-term, be realistic with yourself as well. Can I even afford it? And then if you can't, let's find you something close to it. So the words of wisdom, because, I mean, you go on vacation, you just think, okay, I'm all in. <laughs> Really, kind of, uh, kind of reel yourself in for a little bit. Mhm, mhm. But you know, I also tell my clients, depending on where they're going, uh, if you're trying to save and you don't really want to splurge, especially on food, find a resort or a hotel that's near a grocery store. Um, if you're going to be gone for three days or more, make sure you get a suite or a resort or a condo, obviously that has a kitchen. Because are you going to eat out all day, every day when you go to the beach? Are you going to buy the food that's nearby? Or can you just make something at your room and then take it to the beach with you in your cooler? So that's another way to cut back on spending unnecessary funds. You want to still save while you're on vacation. Enjoy yourself, but be wise and mindful. Try to find other avenues where you can save. Right. You are absolutely right. Um, and so I want to ask, do I have uh... – Dietrich on the line? Yes, you do. How are you? Uh, good. Great. 
So um, hold on one second. So, um, Salita, thank you so much for hanging in there with us as Dietrich and I transition into another show. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thank you. All right, you have a good one, and we'll touch base soon. You do the same. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Dietrich, you made it. (laughs) Yes. Great. I'm glad you're on. So I wanted to uh, let our guest that has checked in. Um, we have, well, thank you, Guest 7, with a You Go Girl. Appreciate that. So right now we are talking to Dietrich Muhammad. And as my last guest, you also um, have an amazing journey and you do some really great work. And uh, we're going to talk about your company, Love for Self, but we're also going to talk about a product that you are working on or working with. So welcome to the Stroke Diva Fabulous Show, and uh, tell us about Cherish. Okay. Thank you all first for inviting me to the show. My and to your And to your audience, and so I'm going to tell you about Cherish. Basically, I'm Cherish is a sanitary napkin that's natural and it has did has done a lot of great work for people that have used the product and basically with this product it's all natural, hundred percent cotton and the product in itself, like I have clients that told me that this cycle went from seven days to five days, five days to three days. The pain and cramping reduced it tremendously. The smell and odor went away. And so it's a beautiful product. Um, and what made me take notice of this company was because I'm really into a lot of holistic practices and nutrition but I have a lot of women in my family that I care about. And I was like, they shouldn't be using that product. Those other products that have bleach and plastic and things um, of that nature in it. And that is um, a place that you, you have to wear a sanitary napkin for 24 hours, seven to three days. And that's a lot of time to have bleach placed there. And so I, when I um, seen information about this company, I wanted to get involved in the campaign. And so I joined the campaign. And that's, um, I was really interested um, because as we, we talked a little bit earlier today, uh, someone else had mentioned uh, Cherish to me, and it, it really is a campaign. And on your website, uh, you have women, you know, talking about how it's made such a difference because it's something that, you know, we're going to go through this cycle, and you want to be comfortable, but you also, it's just not about being comfortable. It's also about saving uh, what's going on in your body. Oh, definitely. And um, realistically, you have to think about that. A lot of people are having issues that nobody is really given an explanation for. And so we have women with um, a large number of women having fibroid issues. Um, we have women that's having um, hysterectomies, cancer, and things like that, but nobody, nobody's explaining what's going on. And a lot of times I think with, with people, we just look for a quick fix. 
an easy solution. And we never look at what the material or where the product is coming from. And so we just use it. And when we begin to use things, then we start having all these side effects that nobody take the time to explain to us. And we just think that this is our body and this is the reason why this is happening to us. But we never sit up there and say, this is something that I use every month for years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so when I thought about my nieces and the women in my family, I said, this is like a no-brainer. Right. So I was I was like, I need to um, take a hold to this because I had a lot of women tell me that they had fibroids and things like that. And these were, these were young women. And I was like, this is happening at such a young age. I was like, it got to be something going on. It got to be something that's causing it other than the diet and other things that they may be doing. And uh, that comes to question it. And I have another guest uh, that says, you know, wonder why and from what. What is it? Are we just so locked into the the companies that are that are selling this product that have been selling it to us for years? Like this is the only way. uh, This is the only way to go because. They're making money, and also guest seven says, you know, talk about the chemicals. So can you kind of go through all that? So we want to talk about why it's happening for me. Is it just um, the advertisement? And, you know, for each brand, you know, each brand tells you that they do something different. And so we change, you know, from brand to brand to brand. But uh, also with uh, the chemicals, give us a little bit more uh, in-depth about that? About the chemicals? Mm-hmm. Well, if, um, I think that if people look at their sanitary napkins and they take it apart, because most people, when they get it, they don't really go into details or look at it or even look at the description or the ingredients. But I think if they take it apart and they see the content of it and the color of it and see that it's not 100% cotton in the first place, then that might make them change their mind about it. And I always give this um, analogy um, to people when talking to them. I was like, if you just sat there and somebody gave you a piece of candy with bleach all over it, would you eat it? And they say, are you crazy? No, DJ, I wouldn't eat that. And I, and I say, why? And they say, because it's, that's poison. You can't eat bleach. And they don't look at it as our body, the biggest way to feed our body it's an organ so everything that we take and put on our body it becomes a part of our body everything that we use it becomes a part of our body and so this is a pad that you're using with chemicals in there with plastic in there and you're putting it on for 24 hours that's going to have some type of effect on your body absolutely and um, I'm getting some wonderful feedback from one of our guests also mentioning uh, the fluoride and genetically uh, the genetically modified foods, or uh, you know, all the all the chemicals that we're just breathing, you know, all the things that are going on in the planet. Uh, can you give us information about that as well? About the foods, and I'm thinking too. It's just not food, and it's it's just not exercise, and it's just not diet. There's something bigger happening. Well, it's our mindset too. Mm. And, and and with love for self, we always use the term of 
food for love for self, kind of like food for thought. But basically when we use that term food for love for self, we're basically saying these are things that's going to develop and make you grow and have that natural love for yourself that you need because there's a lot of things that we're missing that we're not getting the proper love for self. And we all know that the way a person thinks, it affects everything. And so it's not just the food that's causing the harm to our bodies, but also you have to think about in the um, food aspect that the society, they have did so much damage to the earth that the soil is so depleted of nutrition. And so basically eating is like eating poison all day. And so when we begin to eat this type of stuff, it has a drawback on our bodies. It has an effect on our bodies, even the water and the chemicals that they put in the water. And so basically, we're on the path of self-destruction and we don't even realize it. And the easiest way to get rid of people and to cause harm for people is through their diet, through what they eat. Everybody's going to eat. And that's why, even with chairs, that's why I got into the business because I was thinking realistically, no matter what, a woman is going to have her cycle. She's going to be introduced to her cycle, maybe at 11, maybe younger, but for the rest of her life, or not really for the rest of her life, but till she's about 50 years old or maybe older, that she may have a cycle. And she's going to be using this product every month religiously and not even thinking about what she's using. She's just going to use it because she's going to want to stop what's going on at that time. Right, right, absolutely. And um, my guest says, you know, it's like a nutritional war, and that is the truth. But I want to transition over to love for self. And we talked earlier today about uh, you doing some things, especially uh, poetry. We'll talk about that later. But tell us um, about your company, Love for Love for Self. <laughs> yes, Love for Self Enterprise. Basically, it's um, me and some of my cohorts. It's about seven of us. Um, we put this organization together because we were thinking about what's going on in the black community. Mm-hmm. What What's happening in the black community that they're lacking something. And we wanted to give our company a name with power. So we said, let's name it Love for Self, since that's what we know is the solution to the problem. And so we wanted to get into things that pretty much endorse Love for Self, bringing us back to our natural self bringing us back to our natural ability. And so we started doing things. We put out a book in 2006, um, our first poetry book. It was called Caress Spirits. In Baltimore, it was voted the best self-published book. And last May, we put out um, our next book, Your Daddy Wasn't So You're Not Gonna Be. Mm. I don't know if you can use profanity on that show, but... No. Basically, <laughs> basically, that's the title of the book. And, and a lot of people said, why would y'all pick such a title like that? And it wasn't really based on somebody's father not being mm-hmm. nothing. It was really based about your father and the words that people use, how it can affect the child. And so the book is really about words. It's really about the use of words. It's about using words like cat try and things like that that stops you way more than profanity and so we wanted to give people a a spill of the words that they choose and select it could have a lot of power on it 
That's absolutely true. Words have power, and um, a lot of times, especially if you're around children, you're you're saying uh, certain words, and you're using it just freely, and a child doesn't know whether it's positive or negative. They, yes. you know, they just want to use the word because it, it, it's what they hear. And so I love the, the title of, um, well, I should say the name of your company, The Love for Self, because what is it that you think that we are lacking, we're lacking where we don't have this self-love? Well, I think um, we're lacking knowledge of self. We don't know who we are. And so because we don't know who we are as a people, we don't know the great things that we contribute to society. We don't know that we're the fathers of math, the fathers of law, the fathers of science, the fathers of everything that pretty much take place. Like the black man and the black woman is the mothers and fathers of civilization. And because we're not taught this in schools, it takes a lot of our self-esteem away. And so when you think about the school system and you see children who never see themselves in books, that's a problem because this is what they're looking at every day from from kindergarten to 12th grade. Then they go on to college, feeling bad about themselves. And so because our self-esteem and our self-identity has been taken away from us, we wanted our company to have something different, give it, have some substance. And so the poetry is a piece, but that's not just the only component. We do motivation speaking events. Uh, we go to schools, do workshops. We um, do, um, we had um, some events um, like basketball tournaments. So it's like a lot of things that we do um, to bring the wholeness back to our community. And so you're really community-based, just actually yes. reaching, not only, you know, reaching out to the community, but also working with young people can be challenging because, you know, those they are like the minds of, of the future. And what kind of feedback do you get from parents? So you're out and you're doing you know, a lecture or you're doing, um, you know, something with the sport. What kind of feedback do you get from parents? Oh, actually, um, when um, people get involved with us, they become really self-driven and they love it. And they love what we're um, working on and what we're doing. Um, Like I was just telling you earlier about the poetry um, group that we started on Facebook, Love for Self Virtual Poetry Lounge. If anybody's listening and they want to join, they, they can join it. And we had... I mean, it's been like three days since we started the group, but we're already close to hitting 300 people that joined the group. And so this is a form that we're letting people use to put poems up. If they're artists, they can put their artwork up. We want them to show their creative side. And our children really, you know, they're getting so many negative images, whether, you know, it's it's in what we speak or what they uh, see on TV or the music that they listen to. That's, um, how do you reach a young artist, a young, um, how can you coach a child on becoming, like I shouldn't say becoming a poet, but when you're doing your, your, your motivational speaking, 
do you have children that show an interest in poetry or just show an interest in the arts in those areas? Um, let me let me give an example if you mind, sister. Um, my brother came as a guest speaker for this program. Um, it was high school students, and he did some of his poetry, and they were so overwhelmed and happy, like they were recording it. They were like, "We want him to come back. Can you please come back?" Mm-hmm. And they were so driven by it, and it was a no disrespect, no um. Nobody, like, sat of boredom, like, I'm ready to go. And mm-hmm. he was only supposed to speak for an hour, but he ended up talking for two hours, and they wanted him to speak longer. Wow. And, and, so, and so I think what happened is is that I, you mentioned the word love, and even our company, Love for Self. Like, love is an action word, and I think that any time that you show people the right love, you get the right results. And a lot of times love becomes a word that people use. Like you said, children, they don't know good from bad. And when they see the response that they get when they say, I love you, I love you, even though they don't know what the word means. But they look at how they get stuff, get candy, get a toy, and they be like, I love you. Mm -hmm. And then even when they want something coming up, they say, I love you. Can I have (laughs) so-and-so? Because they know that the word has, it got them results. But you also have to think about it, too. When we're programming them about love, because that's exactly what we're doing. We're programming them to use the word love, but we're not teaching them what love really is because love is really an action word. And so now, even as we grow more advanced in our age, we still use the word love, and some people use it recklessly, and they use it recklessly and get results. And so they've been using it for all their life but they're not using it properly. And so you see domestic violence at a high in the household, but it's still done in the name of love, supposedly. That's true. And so what we try to do is teach people the proper substance of love, and that's by action. And so when we deal with students and, and children, we treat them like people. We don't sit around and act like we're some authority over them. And so it becomes a whole different relationship and dealing with them. Absolutely. And it's, okay. and it's all out of love. <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely understand uh, that because that's, you know, um, when I, I think of I think of love like as an action word, it's reaching out from beyond yourself. You're giving mm-hmm. beyond measure. But uh, we're talking about talking about children. You're also the um, program coordinator, and this is for Upward Bound Math and Science program. So yes. tell us a little bit about that. Yes, um, it's a pre-college program that help high school students attend college, basically. And um, I have a pretty good success rate. Like last year, I had 24 students graduate from my program. They all went to college somewhere. The year before, I had 22, 21 of them went to college. One of them went to the armed services for some reason. I didn't agree with that, but that was the choice that they made. But we have a pretty good success rate with them. We work with them from ninth grade until 12th grade. And so it's a beautiful program. It helps them out um, to get the concept, how we feel to be in college, how to live on college, how to meet new people, 
We take them on college tours. Um, we pay for their SATs, pay for college applications. This is all free. So it's a wonderful program. Oh my goodness! Thank you for thank you for that. That's love <laughs> in itself. <laughs> That's love in itself, and reaching out to young people. Yes, yes. I mean, and we we have to really start getting into the mindset of being entrepreneurs, being the leaders in our communities, being the light in our community, because we have a lot of images that we see, and a lot of them are not positive. And this is what our children see, and this is what they have to gravitate towards. And this is what they think that they want to become, unless we show them something different. Absolutely. And math and science are, you know, for our communities, you know, math and science are key. And that's something that we want um, our children to really move forward to because with math and science and the digital world, it's, I mean, it's just overwhelming. Yes, yes. And, you know, the funny thing about it is, um, like, I had one student that was interested in the program, and she wasn't certain what she wanted to do. And like I told her, I was like, to be in our program, you have, a, you have to have an interest in math and science fields. And I was like, but realistically, there's no way to escape that. Science is the study of knowledge, and you use math in everything that you do. Mm-hmm. And so when we talked about it after that, she said, yeah, I definitely want to be a part of this program. And this is the um, concept that I have even been the coordinator of the program that I base things on self-esteem mm-hmm. and not so much as the academics, even though you have to have a high GPA to be a part of our program. But I believe that once you build somebody's self-esteem up, then you don't have to worry about academics because they're going to operate different. They're going to feel better. And that's, all, and that's all because I'm teaching them who they are. And once you begin to know who you are and you start operating like kings and queens, then you produce like kings and queens. Absolutely. Um, I, uh, kudos, and it's it's so true about self-esteem because there's so many negative images out there uh, to our children where we have a lot of that, the bullying and uh and it it can come from you know something that's going on at home, or it yes. can come from you know maybe you weren't diagnosed early enough with some kind of uh, disability or detriment, and you can really start to feel if you don't have someone in your corner, or someone or an adult that's able to to reach you, um, mm-hmm. you can start to feel negatively, and and less than, and so when you have a program like Upward Bound, or you have someone with an entrepreneur uh, like you and my and my first guest really reaching out to the community, it makes a difference because if you, if you do what you see, you are going to act different. So if you're surrounded by people that love you and they talk about education or they talk about health care or they talk about uh, black history, if they talk about world history, or if they talk about the planet or yes. – you know, nutrition mm-hmm. or um, all of that, if children are, if they see that, then it's a little bit easier for them to say, well, you know what, so-and-so did it, so so can I, and then I have people that can help me. Yes. And, and realistically, and, and this is back to Cherish, 
because you have to think about it. I'm a I'm a male, and I'm talking about sanitary napkins. And a lot of times, um, women they be like, "Why are you talking about that? You don't know, <laughs> you don't know nothing about it." <laughs> and and it's interesting because um, yeah, I'm not a woman. That's true, and and that doesn't mean that you you don't know when something is bad and when something is good. And I think the testimonies alone, it speaks for itself about the product. And like you said, when you look at our behavior, our um, problems, like I I just talked to my niece today, and she said, I noticed since I've been wearing um, those um, pads or sanitary napkins, she's like, my um, cycle has reduced tremendously. She said, I noticed that. And so when you're getting results like that and the outcome like that, then that's beautiful to me. Because uh, 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 one brother called me, and he called to thank me because um the product, and he said, my wife's mood has changed tremendously since she's been wearing the pads. And I was like, wow. 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 That's why I love that it's called a campaign. Uh, because right. Because brings awareness to uh to what's going on and and so it's a little after eight so i don't want to hold you too long because as we talked about i want to respect people's respect people's time but yes. is there anything else that you wanted to talk about before we we end we have some time because you know we have a little trouble with talk to you <laughs> <Which happens sometimes. laughs> okay and it's fine i would just like to say um, first, I would like to thank you again for inviting me to your show, and it just happened sporadically, and I said yes, of course. And it, it seems like you're, you have a powerful movement going on, so I would like to thank you. But what I would like to say is that we need to understand the importance of supporting each other and support in black businesses. That's really important in our communities, and I think that we don't see how valuable it is and how resourceful it can be when we support each other. But once we decide that we're going to come together, we have so much power. So I think that that is very important. And also, if anybody want to get in contact with me about the product or anything, I can give my email or my phone number if you don't mind. Sure, give us all your, your contact information and, you know, where we can find you on social media. Give us all of that. Yes, okay. Well, you can find me on Facebook as Dietrich Muhammad. You can find me on LinkedIn as Dietrich Muhammad. No no code names or anything. <laughs> Just <laughs> as who I am. You can contact me. My number is 716-940-6388. If you're interested in a product, give me a call and we could talk about it. And also, if you are on Facebook, we have a lot of activity that's, that goes on on Facebook. We have the Love for Self Book Club. We have the Love for Self Health Group. We have the Love for Self Virtual Poetry Lounge. And just Love for Self Enterprise in itself. And so if you're looking to connect with us and we spell Love for Self as L-U-B, the number four, S. E-L-F. Connect with us. And let's all work together and do some great work. There's definitely a lot of work that needs to be done. Absolutely. 
Thank you, uh, Dietrich, for being on the call this evening. It's been such a pleasure. And as I you know, said to my, my uh, first guest, they are truly people doing positive things in the community. And, you know, it, it, it is that uh, each one teach one uh, movement. And it, it, yes. it is all about love because if we love ourselves, then we can. We can love others. So I definitely believe in the, uh, in the, in the love for self and knowing mm-hmm. our history because when you know your history, you have yes. a whole different spin on um, the way you see the world and your place in it. Can I, can I just add one more thing? And this is the Bible verse that yes. I just would like to add. When you read the scriptures, when they talk about love, they talk about God. And even when you look at it even further, it's a how can you say you love God whom you've never seen but hate your brother slash, I'm pretty sure, sister as well whom you've never seen. And so basically it's letting you know, even when you think about God, they say God is love. And any time that you use is, it's that equal sign that represents is. And so love is God and God is love. And so we have to bring back the love to our people. We have to bring the love back to our communities. We have too much reckless killing for no reason. That's because it's lacking love. So you've got to have love for self. And so that's what we're implementing. That's what we're pushing. That's what we're hoping for, to give it back, bring it back. we got to stop being scared of each other. Stop being scared when you see a group of young black men. Say something to them. Acknowledge them. But we got to help each other. Absolutely, absolutely. Thank you, Dietrich, for uh, tuning in. And uh, I want to thank everyone for listening. Oh, Dietrich, hold on for a second. But I want to thank everyone for listening and for the uh, lively conversation that we had uh, this evening. Join me uh, next Monday evening at 7 o'clock p.m. for another episode of the Stroke Diva Fabulous Radio Show. So this is Kamari to Richmond. Have a fabulous week. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.